Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Electric Holdra. Check it out. Yeah, see, I love that now because it tells me recording in progress and you get this woman saying it's nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I am talking to... Dominic, Troy, and Bobby of Electric Holdra. How are you guys doing, man? Hey, Chuck. Hey. What's happening, man? Awesome. And we've Good got well. Anthony, Johnny, Adam, and looks like Audrey and Lexi are still having some problems connecting, but how's everybody else doing? So far, so good. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Fantastic. Thumbs, thumbs up from Anthony. Nice. Nice. That guy's, that guy's a legend. Fucking legend. <laughs> you guys don't know who that dude is. He's so you can't you can't see him. I can see him, so I know who it is. Um and, and I'm sorry I'm stealing you guys' thunder, but that this guy's fucking in Midas. He was in Bison Machine, which was like I think I met those dudes just a little bit before Electric Holdra at Fuzzfest, but spectacular band. So anyway, but Electric Holdra, so you dudes, I think it was Oh fuck! You know, I, you know, I think it was more than four years ago because we've lost two years because of pandemic. But yeah. um, <laughs> I think it was maybe now, maybe six years going when I first saw you guys at Fuzzfest. Um, you were on that kind of like the the side corner stage thing going, and um, I was just blown away the power, the energy of your band, and uh, it, it, you know, it was just fantastic. So. It was, First thing I want to know is like, how did you guys get together? How did the band form? Uh, so yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think it was uh, that was def yeah Fuzz Fest. We had a uh, Adam runs the the sound for Fuzz Fest. Uh, he was yes. doing our and uh, it was yeah that 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 corner stage was was rad because you like just have like a ton of people all around you. Yeah, and, uh, on on the floor. Yeah, on the floor. Yeah. That was super yeah, rad. in the face. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I like playing the floor. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, so TJ and I have been playing music together since 2011. 2011, yeah. 2011. We met. We met in college, and um, we started playing together in this real shitty cover band. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was a real shitty. It was. It was kind of shitty. shitty. We'll say kind of shitty, like whatever. Amount of it, was, shit. it was as good as, as it was as good as a cover band can get, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, and him and I had always wanted to do more than just do cover band stuff. Yeah. Nothing wrong with cover bands, like you got to start somewhere. But like, and uh, the other guys in the band just didn't really want to put in the time. So like, TJ and I had re- started writing some stuff together. I don't know. Um, and in that was like 2015 yeah 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 so in like 2015 we started we were we were writing stuff and uh also kind of over um other people (laughs) (laughs) so we were like trying to do uh what figure out what we could do with like the minimal amount of people and um (laughs) we uh just try it then i i had met dom um, through some mutual friends and I saw him play um, just this little weird show thing that um, 
I was also playing with some other people on and uh, Dom was just like crushing the drums. Like it was just like all this power. And I was like, yeah, we need that. We need that. That's the, that's like the missing piece to this band. And uh, I had just met Dom like recently before that. And um, so I'd asked him if he wanted to like jam uh, with TJ and I, and we got together in my basement in Ann Arbor and started uh, playing some stuff. And like within like the first half hour, we uh, we were like, oh, this is, this has got legs. This is nice. something we want to like, we want to do. And yeah, it just, just kind of clicked. Fell in together. Awesome. Yeah. It happened a couple of times where like Bobby was like, hey, we should, we should jam sometime. And so like just me and him got together. Yeah. Like once and we like, I think we played like some Black Key songs or something, something like two people could do. Yeah. He was like, he was like, hey, I got this other friend. I think that we should like force him to play bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and that was whenever, yeah, TJ, we were like, yeah, dude, you can just like do that split your signal thing yeah. and play guitar still. But like he's slowly, slowly yeah. just moved to bass. He actually owns two bases yeah. now. Yeah, it's so now, like, it's now a thing yeah, that's gonna that's, be the future. That, that was my that was a question actually. That that was where I was gonna go next. Is like, so how did you? It was just out of necessity, like because it's yeah, cool. It was, it was, it was out of cool. necessity and refusal. I would say to <laughs> to be a bass player. <laughs> It's like plus i had all the guitar gear and stuff and i had an extra amp laying around and so yeah. we kind of uh frankenstein this rig together for me to play uh with one of with splitting my signal and dropping one an octave and getting some some low tones out of it and it's it worked out and it's been yeah. working out ever since and it sounds really cool and it really gives it like a full band vibe to to our setup like a full with a rhythm guitar you know playing a lot fills it out yeah but but now we're 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 moving into more just traditional three piece band guitar drums the, territory the traditional power trio yeah yeah um, and it gives it that has its whole envelope of you know things you can do and oh hell yeah i mean look at what the, rush did with exactly guys <laughs> what I, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of good ones yeah and so so we're, th- we're, we're, th- we're working with that cool because i think you brought you had the bass at um uh, the show with distilled tongues over there. Yeah, and Hamtramck. Yeah, Hamtramck. Yeah, for the yeah. ZZ Top cover, right? Yep. Nice. And then we uh, do we play one of our? I think you I did. don't know if we played one of our own. We played. So we yeah, had, no, we, we, played, Z, we played ZZ Top and then we played uh, Rock Bottom. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think we just did the covers. So yeah, some yeah. of our newer stuff that we just started writing, uh, TJ's just playing bass on, um, and we had we have a couple of covers that he do, that we do that he. Uh, is just playing bass on now nice and i think did didn't i see back in august like last year that you guys were in the studio so what's what, what happened with that whole thing what did yeah. happen with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we're uh so right before like uh the pandemic uh yeah we were so like that february we we played this rad show with uh truck fighters uh, at the sanctuary mm-hmm. and then like the next day we were in the studio and we were like had like a lot of momentum we were real tight and we were, it was just like we were hitting on all yeah, cylinders like a whole and month then, of build up 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, right after that, for like initial session uh, in the studio um, with Adam, Adam's uh, recording us oh, cool. uh, and mixing um, our record. Uh, as we speak, we're, we're kind of in mixing hell right now, but, uh, yeah. Um, anyway. He's working anyway. on it right now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, we just like, it just took all the wind out of our sails. Like, and I mean, we couldn't do anything for like yeah, we didn't over six other. months after yeah. that. And then, um, we've just been taking our time. We didn't really want to release anything, just like into a void mm -hmm. um, where we couldn't like go out and play shows and support it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, and now we're, we're back at playing some shows and we're just like trying to put out the best thing that we can. So we're like uh, about to send it out to mastering, um, but doing some, some fine tweaks here and there. So I, I'm really hoping we can put this thing out by the end of the year. Awesome. But uh, yeah, now we'll see what happens. What are you thinking as far as like media? Are you going to do vinyl? I mean, I know that's kind of a stretch sometimes. So yeah, um, I think uh, right now we're, we're going to do a cassette. Um, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll put it out digitally, but we'll have like um, a cassette and yeah. um so starting to work on that. Um, one of my, uh, a buddy of mine, um, Tony Caparuso, uh, did some artwork for it. And so cool. we're going to get that going here whenever we get the, the music out to mastering. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it looks sweet. Uh, the record sounds I think sweet. sounds rad. <laughs> nice. Um, we got, uh, we had somebody come in and uh, play some keys on a couple of tracks All and right. like, um, so it, it's, it's going to be real cool. We just uh, need to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chuck, you're an Ann Arbor native, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you know the band Tokyo Sex Whale? Uh, no, I don't. Oh. <laughs> uh, they were like a psychedelic experimental uh, surf rock band oh, cool. and the keyboard player is a guy named Matt Wilkin. Oh, and uh, he's the one who uh, I have he's heard his name. That. I have heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Matt's rad. He did some really cool shit yeah. for the record. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. Put some and, Tokyo sex whale noises. Yeah, on yeah, nice. yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. We're we're pretty stoked on what he did because it was like we wanted to add some color. We're like without like you know we are a three piece so like there's a fine line between like introducing another member to the band and right. like, adding color to your record. Right. And yep. uh, he did a really good job. Mm -hmm. um, so we're pretty stoked on that. You guys awesome. talking about Matt, Matt Boken from Mellified Man? I know that guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Awesome. Well, Mellified Man's one of uh, Adam's projects. Uh, he was on in that band for a while. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you know, uh, fans with bands isn't just about me talking to you guys. It's also about letting your fans get in there. And we've got uh, Johnny. We've got, you know, I'm going to butcher your name. Is it Audge? Uh, <laughs> it's Audrey. Audrey. It just yeah. says Audge. It, it, it says like, Audge. Yeah. Say yeah. <laughs> Today's a calamity of errors, but. I got I got the Zoom to work on my phone, and I realized the last time I did a Zoom call, absolutely with my family. So that's and it came up, yeah. and I was like, you know what? I surrender. I'm surrendering to today. <laughs> Odd to this, but it's Audrey. Hey, how's it going? All right. 
<laughs> so there's Johnny, Audrey, uh, Adam, who's uh, you know he's almost part of the band now because he's doing all this work for the for you guys. So I'm gonna call him Fan Band, and then we've got Nick, who I'm guessing is, he, is some kind of relation here. Yeah, yeah. I'm Bobby's little brother. And all right. Media manager of the of oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he, he he runs our social media because he works for Facebook and gets free ads. No, so shit. Uh, yeah, we get like I need we to get become like, friends with this guy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so he by default he's just our social media manager. Uh, That's awesome. And, it, and he also yeah we get yeah. really expensive ads for free, so it's super rad. That Thanks is, Facebook yeah, and yeah. Nick. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Very cool. You know, he's sponsoring. You know, an up and coming band. That's I. I think that's fabulous. That could be a you know huge write up for him. So there you go. <laughs> Definitely. And I, I even get to post a few memes and uh, goof on TJ a little bit. So you know, awesome. It's all good. Awesome. We all, we all do. That's cool. Unofficial uh, member of the band. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to open it up to the rest of you guys. You guys got questions for these these guys. You probably know them really well, but if you do, throw it out there. Anybody? Oh yeah, I I want to know more about the cassette. Why you guys picked the cassette? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so I mean, on it honestly, in the way things are right now with like. Um, just like music distribution in mm -hmm. itself, uh, you can't make money from streaming services at all. Like right. just period. Like, um, and, and that's generally how people can consume music anymore. Right. And, um, yeah. but I, we think that there's still, um, some value in having like a physical item that you can sell at a show um or that like people can have that's like you know gives you a a glimpse into that band you know like i um i love cassettes I, and vinyl um you know it's the they're really kind of the same thing where it's like having mm -hmm. something physical that like has like that band's artwork or or and then like all of the the like the gate folds and like even in, with cassettes like the stuff that you can open up and look yeah. at um, there's something like to be said about like having that. And, um, and so we just want to have something that we can like sell to people, uh, <laughs> and that they can have something physical to hold and own. And, you know, even if they don't actually use a cassette, there's like a download code or whatever you know, yeah. that you're buying too. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's got that kind of old school vibe, like a vinyl sure. does, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. We know oh, there's like t-shirt people and vinyl people. There's also cassette people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I've been seeing it more and more and I'm yeah. thinking sure. like, shit, I got to get, well, so I have a bunch of cassettes mm -hmm. and I don't have a cassette player anymore. And uh, so, <laughs> so I, I need to rectify it's this. time. Yeah, it is. Cause <laughs> I, I'm going to have to have this. I, yeah. I like the idea of, of a physical product yeah. and it not being a CD. Cause I mean, I like CDs, but then I got to, you know rip it off the cd to get it digitally and i could just get it digitally and have if i could have a cassette or an album boom 
perfect. So it looks like uh, our buds in uh, Slumlord Radio Slumlord, join. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at look at these guys, the Swedes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up, dudes? <laughs> you look good. looking good, Bobby. <laughs> What's up? Uh, you guys just did uh, the 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 hell is it? Burning turf. Burning yeah. turf. Yeah. 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 Yeah, with those guys, with the slumlord guys, you should have seen these dudes. They were they were animals. They, they like are, they were. They had they had up. that crowd going, man. The turf was burned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. hell yeah, it sure was. Awesome. We all slept in the same tent, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yes, somehow. Yeah, it was- that, that was a fun show, man. Like there is, it was so hot. And then all of a sudden, like we were get, we were all getting set up and, uh, luckily we were under a tent because it just like rained for two hours yeah. and, oh, like, Downpour. and, uh, and then like neither band's bass amp was working and like, <laughs> we like pulled it together at the last minute and, uh, had a rad, a rad, show. rad time with these yeah. guys. Awesome. Now I got to oh, figure yeah. out how to get rust off my guitar. <laughs> yeah we're actually we're wrapping up practice we're just trying to say hi to you guys man yeah good thanks for calling you, in man, man. thank you good to see right. you guys yeah love you boys see you around <laughs> yeah definitely. love you too man right. you know i've always wanted to get out to that show and i don't know what the hell my problem is it's you know i've been thinking about this more and more and and kind of making this about me a little bit but like there's so many goddamn <laughs> shows and I'm yeah, like, man. how am I going to get to these? And then they're finally back. Yeah. <laughs> you had nothing for a long time. Yeah, and then you have... Trying yeah. to fit it all in, get well, a whole year's worth in these last three months. <laughs> well, you know, even before COVID, you know, there would be, you know, five or six different shows. And, and that's what always kind of pissed me off sometimes when people would say like rock music's dead or there's, you know, there's no scene anymore. I'm like, bullshit. You're just not fucking looking. I mean, yeah. so. And what, what do you guys think about that? Because uh, are you guys all in Ann Arbor or spread out? No, we're, uh, I'm actually, Dom and I are both in Ipsy now. Okay. And, uh, and I T- live in Toledo. Yeah. TJ oh, lives shit. in Toledo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we, we actually practice down in Toledo. Um, but yeah, I, so I don't know. Um, it, rock music being dead. I, yeah, that, I mean, as far as maybe like pop music goes, yeah, I can yeah. see that that's like a, a, a thing. The billboard like, charts. Dude, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I'm with you, man. Like I, it's it's alive and thriving. I, You know, it, it, I think it goes back to like just the way music is consumed again uh, mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You know, like it, it's not not like it was in like uh, the 70s or 80s. Like, uh, you know, now it's like, it's making music has become so accessible that like you're inundated with bands. Right. Yeah. And like yeah. the way that um, music is consumed, like there's no money in it anymore. So you don't True. have these huge uh, bands like Metallica. There's never going to be another Metallica, you know, like yeah. that, that's just not a thing anymore. And um, so you have like, instead of like this one place that's feeding you music you have all of these different fractured like pockets of music and um so i mean in the sense that like 
Yeah. So Gene Simmons wants to say that uh, rock and roll's dead, right? Like, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, the rock and roll that he knew. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. like. Yeah, sure. But but that's just the. I think it's the music distribution machine is dead, not rock. You know, right. like, um, you know, yeah. it's just different. And like, yeah. there's there's so many good bands. Like, uh, we're we're so fortunate to be in like Detroit, Detroit yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in like the the uh, amount of uh like rad music coming out yeah, of detroit so much, so much like, all the cool places to play like all the bars that like you can go like you were saying like and ca- like any given weekend there's six shows you yeah. like, want to catch you know and yep. um and that's before even like a national act comes through you know, oh, know. right yeah. like and uh so I, I don't know. I think it's just it's just different, right? You really yep. gotta kind of look and uh, search for yourself. You can't like just turn on the radio and find the next, you know. Yeah. Nobody kiss or Metallica anymore. Right. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. Like, coming out of like, I started playing music in the '90s, and it was like FM radio, right? Like that. That's where like it all came from. Yeah. It's probably like that for a long time, where there was like if you had a radio station that would play they would have like a metal show at night probably like saturday night at midnight or something like that so you had to stay up real late just so you could hear heavy stuff yeah. but they would play it and so you could actually but even then you'd have it was up to like the djs to find the music and be like well i think people would like this whereas now like just like bobby was saying like you can just find anything that you want but on the flip side of that is that like you have to sift through a lot of things like yeah saying that like rock music is dead is kind of silly because there's always going to be people i mean every kind of music people just love playing like anthony had to, looks like he had to jump off but like i can remember going to see we went and saw mothership oh yeah bison machine open for them and yeah. i can distinctly remember because it was like the first time that i saw those guys play and at the time we were still like just starting out and after that show, Bobby and I were both like, we need to write more songs and play a show with these guys because they were so good. And we we're like, man, I want to be there. Like, yeah. And it wasn't like we we're seeing them at, at like Little Caesars Arena or something. It was just like a bar in Detroit, but it sounded so good. And or Town Tavern. Such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So back yeah. back yeah. when shows were at Cork Town Tavern. Oh, yeah. man. I, that I, place was rad. It was. It was I, I saw. Yeah. Uh, jungle rot there oh um, nice yeah it was, it was oh yeah yeah centenary and jungle rot and somebody else it was yeah it was it was awesome i think it was one of the last shows they had there um but that place is you know, and that's a I, th- I think a key thing at least for detroit area is got some really good venues that um do a good job of promoting the music and also have like a good stage and sound because uh, there are venues and they're you know the sound is like whoa what the hell or it's up to the band to bring stuff in which is kind right. of a drag um because they're already not made you know you're you guys aren't <laughs> rolling in the cash when you when you come into one of these gigs you know you're like you know, <laughs> no we have day jobs for sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right no this is a passion, a, a passion. We're, yeah we're yeah. we're we're happy when we're not losing our ass playing music, you know? like, money. this is something yeah. that costs money right yeah Sometimes I, when it's like oh sweet we got some money we can fill up the tank in the van yeah yes yeah man. always the van always takes the money yeah. <laughs> one way or another the band or the merch you know you gotta pay for the merch to, to sell a little bit to recoup 
Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so Johnny, Nick, Audrey, do you guys any, have any other questions? Yeah, I got I got a couple I'll, questions. Well, go for it. it. Oh, I need some more Electric Cauldron merch. When are we gonna get some more T-shirts? I need some stickers, some patches. I've got some Electric Cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I yeah. Speaking on the rock and roll thing, I think something that's cool watching you guys do, um, with like this modern rock and roll thing that's happening is like I think back in the day you got Jerry Lee Lewis and um, you know like uh, Chuck Berry like on tour and that's that's it you know they and they go from place to place and they're together every night um, yeah. and now like you said there's a zillion people like in this industry, but it, it also seems kind of tight knit in a sense too, man. It seems like you guys do like a, a good networking, if you will. It seems like you're friendly with a lot of people that when I look at them, they don't seem friendly. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and like by, by doing that, I think you guys have got to, to like play with some some names that like uh, you kind of idolized a little bit when you're diving into some stoner rock shit and, and I think it's cool at least in this Michigan scene is to like when you aren't a, a fucking asshole and you um, respect other bands and shit um, like where that where that kind of takes you um, has that been how did I mean. Who did you, what was your first show? Like, who did you play with? And then, like, how did you just start getting on tickets with Bonehawk and, and other people or whatever? There's a, yeah, there's, so the merch thing first. We're going to have, yeah, with the new record, we have, like, a bunch of rebranding that we're oh, doing. Oh, yeah. God um, damn it. Yeah. So, so, so you guys can't see it, but Nick. Run. Yeah. He's holding up a fucking awesome shirt. I I bought one at first the last yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, that that was the first shirt the from. Uh, yeah, that has our EP artwork on it. Yeah. Uh, that's really rad. Super killer. Uh, yeah. So we're we're we'll have new stuff out when the record comes out. We're gonna kind of roll a bunch of stuff out all at once. Like so, we have um, we have like a new logo yeah. and um, new uh, album artwork. Um, and we're gonna make baseball some shirts tees? and some Actually, baseball tees have not sold real well. Wow. Yeah, that's, a tough, s- that's a tough one. I bought a couple, but I, I don't really yeah. wear them. People, yeah. Everyone, everyone wants, baseball wants tea, you to sell them, but no one wants to buy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Guys, say wow. term in the sleeveless. So, uh, yeah, so new stuff will come out when we get the record going. Um, but then I wanted to throw out this, uh, you were talking about how it we've got to play with some like cool bands. And I think like one of those uh, really cool moments um, for me personally was, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the band. It was, it it was what a Mario Lolly's band. And um, you know, Mario is like the uh, yawning man. Yawning man. Yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking Fatso Jetson, but that's, that's just another one of his bands. So Mario is like, if you're not familiar, he's like, 
uh, he is the guy that like created the desert scene, like his band uh, across the river. Like they were the ones that did like the first generator parties out in the mm-hmm. desert. And that's awesome. Uh, you know, so we played with Mario and um, it was insane. Like just <laughs> getting to meet Mario Lolly, like in like being for me personally, like really influenced by like, bands he was either in or he influenced himself you know and like you know like there without mario there's no queens of the stone age there's no like uh there's no brant bjork there's no caius there's no like there's no not none of that stuff right and um you know he we had played we opened for them and we played our set i can't remember who played after us maybe it was like temple of the fuzz witch or something but during their set, I was standing there watching them and Mario came up behind me and like put his arm around me and uh, was like, hey, man, you guys were rad. And like <laughs> and I looked over and I saw who it was and I like I was like, holy shit, that's Mario <laughs> Lolly. And he's talking yeah. to me about my band. Yeah, and he, like, was not, he was not having an easy night too. They just were coming through yeah. Canada and like their heater on their van broke and they were, oh. yeah, their guitar was a tough super night, but he sick, was, man. Oh, yeah, man. he was so yeah, it was awesome. Fucking like February or something. Yeah, yeah it was oh. February. Yeah. They, they were frozen. Yeah. Uh, so like for me, that, that moment was like, was like huge that was like yeah. one of those moments where you get to like meet like one of your idols and they're talking to you about your music and um you know whether or not he like genuinely liked it like whatever like i don't even care the <laughs> fact that he like came up and, and said that like and and uh was it was really cool and um yeah and, and then as, as far as i don't even know johnny's yeah. long edited question yeah well, so yeah, had, i think it just comes down to like just respect like i think everyone that goes to these shows and that's like that's where the real rock and roll scene is now it's like people who go to the shows that are local and are always going to them there's just like a a mutual respect between everyone and so like you said you know you t- we're talking to people that <laughs> i don't know how you phrased it but with, <laughs> that scared you or something like yeah. that but <laughs> some scary it's looking like, motherfuckers yeah but everyone is <laughs> I don't think we've had a bad experience playing it local in that's Detroit. A, like us, that's not exactly true. Well, <laughs> I'd say the majority. The majority of my yeah. experiences, everything I remember, there's no bad memories, and it's always yeah. been great people. That's that, a, for like at this. You know, like we were talking earlier, just joking around about how like you know you don't you don't make money exactly doing this, but like we, we don't really understand why you would spend a lot of time working on like something like a creative project and then take it out into the world to show people and then just be shitty to everyone you meet like oh right because sometimes like you go and you you know because we're we're all playing in the same bars and clubs and stuff and yeah and, you know like the slumlord radio guys is jumping on for one second just to say what's up like we had such a great time with them at burning turf like we <laughs> hung out until whatever four o'clock in the morning around yeah. the, like they're just good dudes and it's yeah, it yeah. like you know we're we're real like we show up early to every show like we can't it's like in spite of ourselves we're like we're there at like seven o'clock waiting for the people to show up and open the bar because we just like <laughs> we don't we don't want anyone to be like oh man those guys were you know right. like they showed up later they were like they, yeah, they were rolled like in for people. set and rolled out yeah. yeah we don't ever do yeah. we stay the whole night and watch all the bands because just like man they work just as hard at this you know as we did 
and it it really makes it i mean playing music is great there's kind of like nothing like in my experience there's like nothing quite like it but man if you're not like hanging out with like the other bands and like the people and stuff like you're missing so much like yeah yeah it's such a cool thing to just you bump into these people that are like so different from you but like you've got this thing that connects you you know that's i, I think that's probably what like how scenes come together is like just people were like man you know like i i don't hang out with a lot of these guys but like every time i'm anywhere in detroit at a show i see rob cedar and i'm like bro yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> That dude is everywhere. He is. Yeah, he's <laughs> and, awesome. And he is awesome. He is. Yeah, uh, he's hell a yeah, super man. cool dude. He's, you know, he, he even like sometimes like uh, I'll go to a show like a, t a toe cutter show or when he was in oh, Hamaklava. Yeah. He's like, he's handing me 20s. He's like, hey, man, you know, thanks for taking picture. I'm like, dude, you don't have to fucking pay me. Right. <laughs> it was just like fucking hey, this guy. But, you know, uh, Dom, I think you were on a key point is that authenticity, like authenticity of the band like so playing music you love and having passion about it but then also having a passion for the other bands that you're there uh with so you, you may not necessarily like totally dig some vibes of certain bands you're jamming with but in total uh, i think you get like uh at least i've seen in shows that i've seen you guys at and other like local kind of stoner rock um you know that kind of that fuzz fest kind of you know circle of of bands um there's definitely that camaraderie that um mutual respect and that authenticity i think that comes through so anyway there's, yeah definitely there's, there's I, chuck's two cents no i i completely <laughs> agree with you man like we've we've always had good um interaction we always ha we haven't had the best shows always yeah. but like that just goes for anybody that's played yeah. music right we've like the, but we've, we've always had good interactions with other like detroit bands like yeah or detroit I, i'm doing the yeah uh, southeast michigan right southeast yeah. michigan bands, even southern right. michigan i guess because right. some lords from grand rapids so there you mm -hmm. go yeah and those dudes are everywhere man <laughs> yeah they get those <laughs> yeah. that's awesome man. yeah they are um <laughs> they're rad uh so johnny audrey nick you guys got any other questions i got a question i got Go a question it. for uh for tj and bobby the guitar guys on in the band so who is your greatest guitar influence and why is it me <laughs> you can answer I'll first, DJ. My, I'll take my answer offline. Don't worry. <laughs> we can see your face on here, man. That answer. <laughs> I'll make sure the check clears before before you answer. Yeah, this one, but... yeah, yeah. We're about to lose Wait. a lot of advertising. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, on a serious. Who who do you guys uh who are your guitar heroes? Um man, <laughs> it's a good question. A good question. It's, uh, question. it's just really hard. Um damn. Uh, I you know on the spot in in I, order. Oh, in order. <laughs> uh, you know, I think for me personally, uh, um the two the two guys that are like I aspire to the most, um, uh, that kind of play like that, I, that makes sense to me. Like that, that I want to play like are, are really Leslie West and, uh, Billy Gibbons. Like I, nice. you know, like I, I'm always, 
I've always like kind of leaned into that kind of playing where it's like um, just about, it's just, it's about as much about what you are playing as what you aren't playing. And like the, um, you know, Billy Gibbons and Leslie West both can hang on a note mm-hmm. and play one fucking note. And it has so much, they're saying so much in that, that like, uh, or they'll do like they're you know hanging out in these like very simple pentatonic or blues runs and stuff and like saying so much and doing so you know yeah. and uh, I I really really aspire to that kind of playing um, you know and then they just both have incredible tone um, yeah. also come from two killer three piece bands <laughs> point out. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, off the top of my head. Yeah. Those are those two. I mean, there's so many guys that have influenced me over the the years too. Um, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. For me, I guess, uh, the most influential has always been, and I mean, always has been, I mean, that's the reason I started playing guitar was Matt Bellamy from Muse. Um, just, just his, he has a really unique style of playing and he really gets into effects and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And that's kind of, what led me down the path of you know splitting <laughs> guitar signals and just making weird noises out of it and our our first ep has a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of weird noises on it as well yeah. um but no he he was the reason i started playing guitar was i was just inspired by the way he plays and uh the melodies that he wrote um yeah he's yeah this this new record has got uh has uh has definitely got a, a couple little uh, obvious muse influences in it and uh it's unintentional unintentional yeah it's it's funny because like the vibe is there yeah definitely it, you know what's funny about that too is like he he has a way of, of fitting like these muse style like bass lines into songs that are not even remotely like muse sounding they're more uh they're mo- actually they're they're more in like a ZZ Top yeah, or like a mountain uh, yeah. uh, like kind of vibe, but he'll throw in like these real cool bass lines to him where you're like, oh yeah, that's totally like a muse <laughs> influence. And I don't think you're like capable of not doing that. I think it's just yeah. like part when you when you learn a whole record from front to back and yeah, it just comes off, through. Kind of influences you, I think, for the rest <laughs> the rest of your playing. That's awesome. That's I so mean, cool. yeah, and, and that's just how it is, right? Like anyone who tries to say that they're not ripping someone off. Oh, is hell yeah. To, yeah. Like, that's all it is at this point. Like, right. No, there's no, uh, there's no unique. Uh, I mean, completely yeah. unique, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Black Sabbath wrote all of them. So it's already out there. Yeah. You may think um, it's original, but there's a record well, with it on it. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's yeah. where that's where your accent came from is from the people around you that are talking. You mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 True. And then just all after that, it's just all the music that Bobby's like really introduced me to has been Queens of the Stone Age was a was a, another big influence on on songs that I was learning. And those are kind of like the influential awesome. song, songs I learned are the ones that influenced me. So cool. And then, you know, I think that kind of plays into the how your sound is because you you both have a different background. I didn't know Troy's like musical influences. I could kind of tell Bobby where you were coming from a little bit yeah. with the way you play, but I couldn't 
I didn't know. And now that I know that, I'm going to be like dialing into that because that's cool. Because I, I totally love those bands, but they, you would not put them on the same spectrum, right? At all. Yeah. You would like be what? And but to fuse that together, I think is is a cool idea. Um, so I'm going to jump in because I want to know what Dom's influences were. Guitar wise. Guitar. Yeah. <laughs> what is your guitar? Is your favorite guitar? I was uh, really, really heavily influenced by Kurt Cobain because he had an amazing drummer, and that was really all that mattered. <laughs> oh man, dude! I started when I started playing. Like the first like day that I started playing with other people, I was playing jazz in the morning, and then like I think the first song we ever played as a band was "Aneurysm" by Nirvana. That's like maybe the first song I ever played in a band. <laughs> but like we. Because the high school I went to didn't have sports or anything. We had like this jazz program. Copy so, like, Yeah, I went to Ann Arbor Community High School. And, like, oh, cool. So like I, oddly enough, like a lot of my playing was like influenced by like Elvin Jones, who played mm -hmm. with John Coltrane and others. Like, mm -hmm. It was this, this dynamic thing where like, like the subtlety of just like how, like how open your hi-hats are while you're playing to like, match what someone else is doing in like a really subtle way or like where you're hitting a symbol like are you hitting it higher up in the band are you lower in the ribbon are you like yeah you know what kind of like these which i mean i think on the record will be more obvious than just when we're going like 100 percent crushing it like live <laughs> right you know? but i mean i think probably like when i was younger like Vinnie Paul Abbott from Pantera sounded like the heaviest thing I'd ever heard. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. Cause like, I knew like, I think the earliest like bands that I really loved were like Nine Inch Nails and, and like really heavy stuff. And like Vinnie Paul was like, he had such this amazing fat sound, but like, it was so musical mm -hmm. and like, he just so like, he grooved so hard, even though it was like, the meanest shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that drum so intro, the 13 steps. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I think, <laughs> I think he, he, he did what influenced him was just, he played with a guitarist his whole life. Right. Like, so he wasn't playing with bass player. He was playing with, you know, yeah. dime yeah. and like yeah. trying to, trying to like, uh, match, musically what he was doing with the guitar on drums and like actually i think that's something that dom brings to the table that i, that I like uh in his playing is like he's not just keeping time he's like paying attention to what we're playing and trying to like follow what's happening in the music with mm -hmm. like uh with the way he plays and um and that was something that i like keyed into um pretty early on with his playing that i that i that i really dig so it's funny that you bring up Vinnie Paul because I think those are, those are one of the defining characteristics like that when I think of Vinnie Paul. It's that yeah. power trio thing, man. I didn't I didn't know it, but like Stuart Copeland from the Police, like he like syncopated everything <laughs> in some way with some part of what either Andy or Sting was doing. Yeah, and sometimes he would be like contra, and sometimes it'd be like the same thing. Like it was, I was like, oh man, that's. Well, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, like, I learned it from you. I must have, because, like, <laughs> I, I didn't invent it. I can remember being like, 
like 15 and listening to like the first Deftones record and then like the second Deftones record come out and it was a lot more like uh, moody. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Abe Cunningham, who's always been one of my favorite guys, like, I just felt like he, it was really melodic what he was playing. And it wasn't like, like, obviously, like, would kept the beat or whatever and like held it together. But I don't know. I feel like that was the first point when I kind of realized that drums could really be like a part of the melody too. Like it can, it can be part of the color. It doesn't yeah. just have to be like the old boom chick in the background. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so Johnny, Audrey, Nick, Adam, you guys got any questions? Yeah. Similar question. What is your, what's the favorite venue that you guys have played so far? Like of the ones in Detroit or maybe the ones in Ohio, which one just of the venue, maybe not necessarily the crowd, but just like uh, the way it sounded or just kind of the, the feel you got in the venue, which one was your favorite that you played at? <laughs> that stadium when we opened up for T-Pain, that was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> No, that that was actually check and did nothing. Yeah, dude, that dude, that, <laughs> that's literally what happened. Uh, so we, so TJ, TJ and I went to uh, Kettering University and we got to play uh, their centennial. Um, they had a big centennial festival and um, we got to play it. What's the stadium's name? Um, oh, crap. <laughs> so there's a football stadium that Kettering just bought back in Flint and um it's a like the who have played there and oh, like geez. this whole long list of like awesome bands back in the yes. 60s and 70s used to play there um and then it like it was run down and uh, nobody was using it for a long, long time. And then Kettering bought it and rehabbed it. And then they, they had this big festival there. And so it was like, Atwood a, it was Atwood. Atwood. Yeah. yeah. Atwood. Thank you. Um, got you. It was <laughs> like the, the biggest stage that we ever played on yeah. and uh, probably like just the coolest for like some of the history. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, good we call. Played, on that we one played too. so well that T Pain oh. didn't even want to perform it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we also, down, you want to talk about a bill we didn't fit on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally, the headliner was T Pain. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, he didn't play because there was this, this crazy storm that came through like shortly after we had played and uh, they shut it down. And like, we, we went home and Dom's car almost got smashed by this tree that went down in my front yard. Oh, shit. Uh, like, he, it got, it was a crazy storm. I don't even remember. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was an act of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was <laughs> a gnarly. Pull it up and there's a tree down, and I'm like, well, time to <laughs> yeah. go. So, so we went and played, and then we went and ate. Uh, T Pain's rider, yeah, um, and then yeah, and then we pieced room. out. We hung yeah. out with yeah. T Pain's posse, and yeah, like... and then we we pieced out. It was it was a super weird day, but it was awesome. It was awesome. It was like seven hundred degrees outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Johnny, Audrey, do you guys have any questions? Yeah, each one of you guys, and this is the authenticity question. 
you know, and be honest, what's the first CD that you bought? Not something that was gifted to you, not oh. something given to you, one you bought. It's going to date us differently. We're going to figure out the age disparity of this yeah. band. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess Dom's, like, Dom's was a phonograph. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. going to say, you can also say the first tape you bought, because I mean, for me, it, it would have been a tape, but like, you know, I'm going off yeah. of what I know well, of Bobby. So. We'll go in order. So Dom, tell us your first record. The first CD I got, I think I went up to discount records and I bought, Nice discount. I know that one. Oh, it was so great. It was, uh, <laughs> I think it was Let's Go by Rancid. And because oh. I, I bought two at the same time, I, I was one of the Guar records, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those were my first two CDs. I bought a lot of cassettes. The original Guar? Yeah. Well, what, what was your first cassette? This is like, what was the first record you bought with your first, with your own money? Yeah. Or money that was given to you, but you specifically yeah. went out and bought without any guidance. Stom's 10th birthday. What album did he buy? It was probably whatever Mozart's latest thing was. <laughs> 200 years ago. You're dropping that hot shit. Yes. I don't know, man. It, it might have been, it might have been Nine Inch Nails Broken. Nice. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah. Because yeah, I think. I think I listened to that like every day when I was doing my paper route, like when I was like 11 or 12. It explains a lot. Yeah. I was like it's say angry such a, yeah. 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 It's, 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 a lot dude, of broken windows such, on that block. Yeah. It's such <laughs> a ripping angry record. I was, just just so, yeah, I was serious. Yeah. I was so mad. I was like, you pay me nine cents a day. <laughs> yeah. How's that supposed to feed his kids on yeah. <laughs> Broken has some of the best nine inch nails songs that are, there are yep. though. Like Dom yeah. and I talk about this frequently, yep. how much we love that uh that EP. It's so good. Awesome. Um for me, um the first CD I ever bought was um Stone Temple Pilots uh Tiny yes. Music, right? Whenever it came out. And yes. uh, I think it has such an underrated record. And yes. uh, I actually listened to it uh, a couple of weeks ago and I text my family and I was like, I just listened to tiny music and that shit still holds up. It has oh, aged yeah. very well. Yeah. Um, he specifically told us his favorite song was Daisy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like he yeah. just plays that one on repeat. On know. loop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. For me, uh, my first album was uh, probably a band no one's heard of. It's called uh, Killer Radio. They're like a punk band. And I bought that. Nice. And I was, you know, started off punk. And then uh, I guess like the first big name band I bought was Three Days Grace. So. Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I was living, nice. I was living that life. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. all right. I, I, was, I, I think I was one of the first ones that I was either gifted or bought on my own. I don't know. I can't, I think it was gifted. This one was the, uh, the first sugar Ray record. Oh, yeah. Um, happy birthday, Bobby. Yeah. Put yes. your arms around me. Yeah. I definitely, <laughs> my, my buddies, my buddies, um, Casey and Joe from Midas, um, recent for my, for my birthday this year, uh, got Mark McGrath to do a cameo for me. Oh, really? Yeah, this awesome. dude talked for five minutes on a cameo for me, and 
like brought up 9 11 oh, and yeah. then happy uh, birthday. yeah saying happy he <laughs> sang happy birthday to me and then he also put my name in uh i just want to fly put your and, arms like, around me bobby it was it was legitimately bobby. a five minute long it was the video of mark ever. mcgrath yeah. talking to me that's and awesome. uh it was like so funny <laughs> this is the funniest thing that's so awesome. many times he could have stopped talking yeah he just kept going it was like so this is like november of last year yeah dark time for him yeah this is like mark mcgrath really needed someone to talk to in like in the throes of the pandemic you know it was we should have made a cameo for him yeah yeah i know like hey mark mcgrath bobby here yeah you know you're enough guy you are enough yeah yeah, yeah, you're gonna bounce uh, back to, it gets better you know that yeah, yeah. just giving them a lifeline or something man yeah and <laughs> then guy. like like are you still you're still hung up on 9-11 i don't know maybe <laughs> maybe talk to somebody about that right like I, that's years. It's kind of a weird Come thing on. to bring up that is oh my god dude. it was wild it was a wild ride yeah that, yeah that's awesome he went in on the whole pandemic thing he talked about it for like a minute and he talked oh, yeah. about how Bobby was kind of down because of it. And he's like, you know, yeah. you're not the only one, Bobby. It's also tough yeah. to get out here. Like, I, I'm really yeah. struggling, but how about you? Yeah. Throw a couple dollars I, in my hat and, you know, chill yeah. out, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said to you, he's like, and I don't know when I'm going to do the thing that I love the most next. And we're all like, oh, my gosh. My so nice. Yeah. We were, feel, we were feeling the same way. We were feeling wow. the same way. Wow. Yeah, it was obviously I shared it or, or the the video around because yeah. it was really good. <laughs> I think everyone here has seen that. That's awesome. So and I get the takeaway I, is check in on your friends. That's yeah, check on check on your friends. Check in on your friends. Yeah. Well, that's check in that's on your Mark, Mark McGrath's, okay. Yeah. yeah. Check in on your nineties nineties bands. Check in on <laughs> exactly. random call. Hey, how are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. So I want to flip that question around to you guys, the re everybody else. So, Audrey, what was your first CD oh, tape album? Soundgarden, Super Unknown. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Holy just, shit! That's when it's like knocking a park right away. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, I got I got lucky. Um, wow. Oh yeah, Black Hole Sun was so great, and that oh my video god, was yeah. so great. And the fun I, part about it is. Bobby and I were both on a swim team and here's a very just detail for you. In the video, there is a guy who is doing push-ups in a sparkly green speedo. That was our swim team's team suit. And that was like the thing that I was like, oh, I know what that is. And then of course, like the music's just amazing, but whatever. Yeah. You know. That's yeah, awesome. That that picture of like or that mental image of um, uh, Chris Cornell playing that like sparkly gold Les mm -hmm. Paul has yeah. like always been in in my mind and like one of those first like things where you're like, yeah, I want to do that. You yeah, know, like that. It's just so rad. Well, that that song is just so. It's one of my all time favorites. But yeah. Fuck yeah, it's awesome. What a great album. Yeah. So yeah, front to back, that that yeah. record is holy shit. Really good. Uh Nick, how about you, man? What was your uh you know, since I had Audrey and Bobby and then also my other brother Ben, I listened to a lot of the music that they did. I don't think I bought 
with my own money in my first CD until like 2007. And at least that's the only one I can think of. And that was, I bought uh, Songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age. Because I had just listened a lot to like Era Vulgaris. My brothers were listening a lot to that. And so I remember looking up like all the uh, reviews of all their albums and Songs for the Deaf was like the best reviewed one. So I go back and I go and I bought that. It was like 15 bucks off Amazon and... Jesus. Best $15 I ever spent because it's I was gonna probably... Say, it's a, that's another like home run albums. right out of the park. Yeah. Yeah. You, guys are, yeah. you guys are crushing it. Jeez. Yeah, I, 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 got, I got really lucky that Audrey was like um, my uh, musical shaman uh, growing <laughs> up. And then Nick, yeah, Nick got the trickle down from everybody. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hand me down rock records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that doesn't explain yeah, but... why Ben bought Hootie and the Blowfish, though. So I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, Nick, you, listen, you know, you can lead a horse to water. Yeah. <laughs> now, Bobby, but he only wants to be with you, so. Yeah. That's, that's not fair because not not everybody you know knocks it out of the park. You know, you have you stumble. <laughs> You know, yeah. You, you oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I owned like uh, the Macarena record. Uh, <laughs> that was that was bumping like back in the 12, day. 12 yeah. tracks of Macarena. No, it was just a, it was a single. There was like uh, <laughs> there was an A B side to it. I don't even know what the second song was. Oh my uh, God. Was it like one of my? <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh. It was just the Macarena again. Yeah, yeah. Oh just wedding hits. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but Johnny, you, you bring up oh, something interesting. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But no, no, um, go for it. You think about so Nick was talking about 2007 and music in 2007. So he's living the spoils of like after Napster, at Napster and Audio Galaxy and LimeWire. I got to borrow my older my friends who had cool older siblings and they're like no 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 you need to go listen to rage against the machine right and you're oh like, yeah okay yeah i could be into rolling down rodeo with a shotgun yeah yeah this, this could be something i like yeah cool but how you discover music is like okay what are they playing on the radio right yeah. those are just going to be singles uh, do you have friends who have parents who are cool and money and they're going to pay for Rolling Stone, right? Because they're going to review right. it. Um, you know, because you're talking about, like, how are you getting music in the 90s? Are you going to stay up and watch Headbangers Ball or, you know, the, the avenues me. for music are, you know, really... <laughs> Absolutely. Right, but it's, like, yeah. limited. Yeah. Right, and you're like, okay, who, who has cool older siblings? What are they listening to? And, you know, yeah. borrowing it from them, so... I mean, I'm not yeah. going to take ownership of that. I, I had friends with their older siblings had excellent music taste. And so did our parents. Oh, yeah. cool. So, yeah. Very cool. Our, uh, <laughs> what, what were the, what were the tapes? Mom, my and, mom had, had two, yeah. two cassette tapes in her minivan when we were growing up and it was yeah. Pearl Jam 10 and the black yeah. album. Uh, oh shit metallica <laughs> and like yeah. my mom's listening to this she has she has five kids and she's like rolling around in her minivan listening to pearl jam oh it crap. was uh reminds yeah it was it was reminds me of my dad's mixtapes yeah oh tj's dad's tj so tj's dad has this uh fucking what well i guess it's your yeah, trans 77 trans am 
and it's, it's got a cassette it's, deck in it. It's got, it's got like the galaxy or something airbrushed on the back of it. Yeah, it's got a thunderstorm airbrush. A thunderstorm like, airbrushed on the back of it. And it's got side pipes and nice. like this thing's this thing's bitching. And uh and then like it has all of his dad's old mixtapes in it, and they're nice. like the fucking adventures. Oh my god, it's 90s like Metallica, Steely Dan, Steely Dan. Ooh. I think that's it. I think yeah, that's all, the only thing. It's the only things that are on it. Nineties Metallica. So now we know why they want to release it as a cassette. GJ <laughs> 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 go cruising in his trans exactly. right. dude. Uh, it's all dude. come out. We're <laughs> definitely gonna put a whole bunch of Steely Dan songs on our album. <laughs> Perfect. Not like lot covers, of, like actual just Steely, yeah. Dan. Just Steely Dan. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's just yes. gonna be a Steely Dan That's mixed the B side. Now that would that would be funny as hell. It's like every tenth. <laughs> Every tenth set isn't you. It's Steely Dan. Mm. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I put this record in. It was great, but yeah. it's just Steely Dan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ten oh out of ten. God. That's awesome. Uh, Johnny, how about you, man? What was what was your first? Man, song? that's tough to follow all of those. And <laughs> I, uh, I'm glad there's still another person after me because I feel like Adam would crush my answer too. But I did not have an awesome. Older sister named Oj. Uh, <laughs> so fortunate, dude. We had the caravan cranking like Jesus Christ superstar as well. My nice. mom too. And then my dad just listened to Tigers baseball games all the time. <laughs> so I think I was in sixth grade. Like it was right about 2000. And I was very confused with most things in the world. And uh, I think I went out and bought Dr. Dre's The Chronic 2001. <laughs> nice. Dude, that, there's nothing wrong with that. that yeah. Actually, Dom and I were out this weekend. We were at a, a little um, restaurant and uh, some something off The Chronic was banging in the background. And we just turned around and we're like, that's still better than pretty much everything on the <laughs> <laughs> That we're both awesome. really upset that we couldn't crip walk. We're like, <laughs> we're like, God, I wish I was good at crip walking. Every time this song comes on, I want to be cool. <laughs> weird times too. I feel like uh, I couldn't buy that CD at the store because it was parental advisory, and you couldn't go in and buy that when you were twelve. So I had to like, <laughs> pay somebody like twenty five bucks <laughs> to get their older sibling to go get it. And he ended up kicking me like a Dr. Dre CD that he probably just drove like drew like a, a weed leaf on like a. <laughs> he was probably on Napster before I was, but <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, that album still hits. It's just a little bit different. Yeah, I think. Yeah, hell yeah. I think after awesome. my mom started seeing that I had like that and uh, in my CD player, and she she started buying me some Jimi Hendrix albums and. Um, <laughs> So we went from like that to, to a bunch of Hendrix stuff. Fantastic! That's a, it's a good mix right there. Yeah, yeah, solid, super solid. And Adam, how about you, man? Oh, uh, shit. Um, well, the first one I was ever gifted, you know, other than like some uh, some records my mom gave me. You know, my mom turned me on to Hendrix, and nice. you know, she's a big fan of Janis Joplin and that kind of thing. Uh, but I was like uh, in third grade, and I got a Def Leppard tape. Oh, uh, fuck yeah! Which one was it? And it was yeah. Uh, I can't remember me. if it was high. No, I can't remember if it was Higher Dry yes. or uh, or Pyromania. But uh, the first one I ever uh, physically went out and bought, I still can't remember. I think I got a touch of the wet brain from uh, too much partying <laughs> back in the nineties. 
But uh, it was either Crocus or Rat. Nice. I can't remember. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But, you know, then um, a buddy of mine got me, like, uh, you know, Angel Justice for All for my birthday. Oh, yeah. And I started getting all the way into the back catalog oh, yeah. of uh, Metallica and going deep into the, th- the thrash. And I was kind of an elitist back then. And oh, yeah. not so much anymore. These <laughs> days, I'll listen to it all. You know? Yeah, that that happens to all the people that get into thrash. We become elitists for like a minute, and we're like, "That's I'm only listening to hit shit that's fucking awesome." And then, <laughs> fuck all this other shit. And, and then you kind of go, "Oh well, you know, maybe you shouldn't be such an asshole about it." And like, because I would be like, I'd go to parties and like they'd be playing like, and and it's music that I could sort of like, but they'd be playing some fucking shit. And I'm like, fuck this. You know, next thing somebody's got forbidden <laughs> so and fucking turn Slayer on, going. Oh. Turn on some Iron Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dude, I loved Iron Maiden. I saw Iron Maiden open for Rainbow. Oh, oh that was, wow. that's, that's dude. Yeah, that's that's saying, the ultimate. Yeah. That's how old I am. Well, that's and that's how and that's how Chuck flexes on everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have this. I have this story. <laughs> Damn. Remember that time I was better than all of you? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that that's like a dream show, Chuck. Yeah. Like it was, it was with thirty eight special. Um, oh, so that's it was it's Jolyn Turner actually with Rainbow. Yeah. So, um, oh okay. And it was uh, thirty eight special, and thirty eight special was supposed to be like so. It's Maiden, uh, thirty eight special Rainbow, I think. Yeah, maybe it was thirty eight special headlining. But anyway, thirty eight special had some problems with their bus or whatever. So Iron Maiden played. And the only reason we went to the show is to go see Iron Maiden. And yeah. We, we, we wanted to see Rainbow, you know, because Richie Blackmore. And right. um, 38 Special didn't show. We're like, yes. You know, this even is better. ideal. Even better. <laughs> Where I was do, that at? I, I do actually like 38 Special, a few oh, yeah. tunes, but I was like, at, at that time, again, you know, the elitist, you're like, it's only Iron Maiden, just Priest, and, you know, whatever. So uh, that was at Kobo. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, 80, 83, or it was Number of the Beast. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. And then I saw uh, Maiden o- open for Priest. Was, yeah, that was oh my God. That's the, yeah. the ultimate. Yeah, I remember it. Uh, I was 13 years old. Uh, we got free uh, box tickets at the Palace, and uh, my first concert was Anthrax opening up for Iron Maiden. Oh, and uh, dude, it was, I was there. It was, yeah, 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 and I it it was over for me. Oh my it god, it was over for me. So, <laughs> uh, a little funny story there. So we were down right, in, like I don't know, fifteen rows back from the stage, down in the floor, and they had all these seats. You know, that was like they were wired together. And Anthrax started playing, so we started a mosh pit down there. We tore the seats apart. And all, <laughs> all my all my friends. So we got like security came in, you know, because we're and um during indians you know for uh anthrax and yeah. you just getting crazy and all my buddies got kicked out <laughs> and they, they come to me and they go were you were, were you one of those guys that go no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so i ended up being able nope. able to stay in and they're all like fuck you you know because they missed uh seeing maiden and yeah i think it was power slaves wasn't it or, oh, yeah, i think so yeah Power Slave's such a good record. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I saw I saw them uh, right before the pandemic, like the summer before the pandemic. I saw Iron Maiden, and they nice. still kick ass. Oh like, yeah, we were we were so close, and uh, Bruce had like these 
fucking flamethrower things that he was like wearing on his arms. But we were like close enough that you could feel like the heat off the flamethrowers. <laughs> it was there's their stage shows gnarly. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. They were they're so good, man. Yeah. It's only Insane. gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, we're 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 about out of time. I've got just one last question for all you guys. It's the pivotal fans with bands divisive question um breaks families apart causes family divisions um i think wars have been started because of this um pineapple or no pineapple on pizza <laughs> oh <laughs> let's let dom go first since he is the the uh resident I curmudgeon <laughs> i like pineapple on pizza man awesome awesome Excellent. i like it <laughs> Any perfect combination of pineapple with something else? I don't know. Just about anything. I just think a little bit pineapple of pineapple some fish. Just about anything? Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, just about anything. I mean, like, I just think pineapple is good because it's just sweet. Yeah. Nice. It's like a little, little sugar on top of there to go with all that savory, you know? Yep. Sweet and savory, baby. All right. Well, Troy, what do you think? What do I think? No. No pineapple. <laughs> no pineapple. No. Pineapple. <laughs> no. Just pepperoni. Just pepperoni. Oh. I just like things simple. Classic. Keep yeah. it simple. Yeah. I'm little working. Marcos. Little Marcos. Yeah. Little Jets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm for pepper or uh, pepperoni. I'm for <laughs> pineapple. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but not on anything. I like it. Oh. Um, if you do like a Hawaiian thing or a uh, like barbecue chicken, like oh. I can do pineapple. But um, yeah, I, I think you can go wrong with it. Um, if you don't uh, get the yeah. right combination, yeah. I think it could go south pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, how about you? I gotta say no. I gotta side oh. with TJ on this one. Nice. I, I have had pineapple with pizza before, but it's eh. yeah. And then I, uh, I, one of my coworkers is like from Italy, and she will stab you in the eye. <laughs> if you- so you're gonna put pineapple yeah. on the pizza. So there's I'm nothing also on there, but for work on that because I yeah, yeah. Eye, even though I'm still working on my work. <laughs> Nothing's on that pizza besides basil. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, awesome. it's gonna be a no for me though. Hard no. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, Johnny, how about you, man? Yeah, man, I like the pineapple on there. I think I think really just on the Hawaiian. Um, yeah, but I I don't really want any pineapple on my pizza if it's like a cheap, dirty pie, you know. Like, I'm gonna get like, <laughs> I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get a cheap, dirty pizza, I just want pepperoni on it. But oh, yeah, yeah, where are you buying your cheap, dirty pies? Oh. From, yeah. <laughs> Little Caesars just started doing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Oh, awesome. <laughs> and Adam, how are you, man? Uh, yeah, I can get down with some pineapple on my pizza. All right. Uh, yeah, my uh, my old roommate used to put uh, Spam and grapefruit oh, on his pizza geez. just to keep Whoa. just to keep us away Whoa. from it. Man, that's so, unfortunate. Actually, it's actually not bad. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Wow. wow. I, what do you I, think, Chuck? Are you, I, are you into pineapple? 
Yeah. No, I'm a hard no on the pineapples. I mean, wow. I, I, I like them as pineapples, like just put them in. I'm not a sweet yeah. and savory at all. Like don't mix any sweet things with any savory things for me. It's like, okay. you know, like don't put ham and pineapple anywhere. Um, don't, don't, <laughs> don't mix put them anywhere. Sour. Don't put them anywhere. Yeah. I, I want. Chuck sees a pineapple in a grocery store that also yeah. sells ham. It better be <laughs> far away from the ham. Yeah. It better be, be far away from the store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, if I want to have a little pineapple in a bowl, perfect. You know, yeah. or some well, some other fruits, that. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not mixing it with any meats or anything like that. Like that. What about like kebabs? When you have, like, no, God. I was no. going to say, I like, I like grilled pineapples. Oh, no. No sweet and savories. I <laughs> Just none. Very strict. Very strict, guys. Yeah. Hey, it's hey hard. Chuck, we didn't we didn't get an answer from you on uh what your first what your first CD was or what your first Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We oh. gotta get an answer from you on that one. Oh yeah. So um uh my very the thing the album I first bought with my own money was uh Elton John's uh Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was uh huge Elton John fan like um I was 10 11 um bought that album uh then so I made like I, I had a friend who was totally into Elton John he could kind of sing like Elton John at, as an 11 year old can I guess yeah um and uh then we yeah I at that time I lived in Detroit and then we moved out to Pinckney um which is you know if you're familiar with There's a big difference there yeah totally yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the boondocks and then i got into kiss and i was like just kiss that's all i listen to is fucking <laughs> kiss. uh so yeah uh, but so then my second album was kiss alive so, mm. hell yeah yeah so nice yeah two well, good albums yeah <laughs> well guys it was so awesome to talk with you guys so cool hey, yeah you. thank you Chuck. Cool. thanks yeah man we we appreciate um everything you do uh for like the scene in, 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 you know, Southeast right. Michigan, oh, like thanks, all, guys. The, all the pictures, sure. all the write-ups, this stuff. And yeah, it's, it's thanks, very man. much appreciated. So awesome. Thank well, you. I very much appreciate your music and I very much appreciate Johnny and Nick, even though I don't haven't met you guys. I love you. And I know Adam, he's fucking awesome. So, <laughs> and you guys are fucking awesome. So yeah. Thanks again for being on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yes, Thank sir. you. Thanks guys. <laughs> Keep it rocking, boys. Have a yeah. good night. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Bobby, Dominic, Troy, Adam, Nick, Audrey, Johnny, Anthony, and the guys from Slumlord Radio for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. Be on the lookout for new music from Electric Holdra coming soon. Stay tuned on their Facebook page for all the updates. If you get a chance, definitely go see them live. This fantastic, high-powered rock band should not be missed. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, B.
be well and kick out the jams. Mm-hmm.